Hello and welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast. I'm Leora Alderson. And I'm Devani Alderson. We are the mother-daughter co-founders of the I Create Daily brand. We are passionate about encouraging positivity, creativity, and productivity while bringing you information and resources that support your creative aspirations. I Create Daily is for creators in every genre of creating, from musicians to writers, crafters to inventors, bloggers to entrepreneurs. So if you're into creating anything, this podcast has something for you. So tell us, what would support you most in your journey? You can reach us at creators at iCreateDaily.com. Thank Thank you you for for joining joining us us on this journey. Hello and welcome to the I Create Daily podcast, Coffee Break, a conversations for kindling creativity for anyone in pursuit of the creative life. I'm Devani. And I'm Leora. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of brand building and brand building for your art, your books, through a community and just different elements of why it's important to build a brand as a creator and just different avenues that you can go through and use and tools that are out there. We are not going to get too deep into social media. We've already done an episode that covers social media. In fact, we've done a couple episodes that cover social media a little bit more fully, but we will recommend that social media is a huge, massive free opportunity to build a community. And in this episode, I think we're going to focus a little bit more on the importance of why you would want a community, why you need a community, and the sort of myth helping you dispel any fear around promoting your work to a community. Yeah. We tend to, you know, always be a little reluctant to toot our own horn or, you know, show our own work. Um, We have a lot of folks in our I Create Daily community who are comfortable sharing their work within the group, sometimes more so than on their own personal profile, because it can feel like if you're sharing your art or your writing or whatever in your personal profile, as if you're looking for attention or if you're looking for compliments or it can feel like self-promotion. Uh, and that's something that many creators and you know artists, et cetera, are uncomfortable with. But we have to get over that because that is the way to grow your brand and get your work found, noticed, and in the in front of the eyes of those who may be interested in also becoming your customers, which is another reason why one of the benefits of creating a Facebook page as opposed to just a profile where you can represent yourself and your brand of art or writing or business, whatever that may be. Um, You can even sell from your Facebook page. As Devani said, we've Mm -hmm. already talked about a lot of the social avenues. um, So we won't go that deep into those here. We do. So, but, but how could you do that and why should you do that? So that is your platform in the world online that is your stage for letting people know and so and never re- never um, shy away from sharing your work in the world um, because it would be like if you owned if, if a friend of yours uh, owned a restaurant and started a restaurant then they would invite you to come in and, and dine at their restaurant 
when they opened the doors. And you would be glad to go to support them uh, in their endeavor and enjoy their food, et cetera, and then shout out about it to your friends. Um, and, and you would never think it odd that they invite. In fact, you would think it odd if they didn't invite you. And so- What kind uh, of friend? Yeah. And so a restaurateur, restaurateur, is that restaurateur? Um, Restaurateur, I think it is. Restaurateur? Restaurateur, no. I don't know what you're saying. I'll have to look. The the owner of a restaurant. You know, someone like an entrepreneur is the owner of a business. So the entrepreneur restaurant owner, (laughs) I'll have to look that one up. I should know it. Um, You know, they themselves. So they are not shy about promoting their restaurant. If they were, it would immediately be a flop. It would definitely not succeed. Especially in that kind of business. Like owning a restaurant is grueling and to be an entrepreneur of anything is grueling. So therefore, if you, and you know, this is the thing, it is, it becomes the creator's job. You know, and think about little kids when they're first creating art, they are not shy about showing, look what I did, look what I did, showing their art, showing their work. Um, And so that's where we have to kind of return to Mm -hmm. is that place of pride and joy in sharing what we've created with others. Um, Because after all, that is the way to get your work out in the world. World, You sharing it first, you know, with not the kind of pride of boasting, but just the kind of joy, you know, in the creative process, because part of the creative process is sharing what is created. Um, you know, so if you're preparing a wonderful meal for your family, then, you know, it, 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 and with that in mind, with somebody else enjoying it, then it's not nearly as wonderful if you prepare it and there's no one there to enjoy it and you don't share it with them. And so, it's not really necessarily even about the money or monetizing off your art or some people are just like, oh, uh, don't monetize your art, then it's not as pure. And I, that's kind of weird. To, that, I understand where the perspective com- comes from and I respectfully disagree with it. Um, <laughs> but um, I think a lot of times the money is just the transaction. It's just like, I respect that you put hours into making this, so I would like to buy it, and I'd like to have it and own it, and I would like you to feel like that was valued as well, and so we just put a number on it, and I think if you think about it more that way, um, somebody just respecting the fact that they see the value in your creation too, it might bridge the gap between feeling scared about putting yourself out there as much or asking for the sale or even just mentioning, hey, I made this new piece and if you want to buy it, message me. I've seen a lot of artists do that and have success and a lot of their friends will, even if they can't necessarily purchase it, they will create social interaction that helps it get seen by somebody who might want to. That's right. So um, the... There's a concept common to Australia about not being a tall poppy, you know, so if someone like is perceived as thinking they're, you know, they're better than everyone else or they're full of themselves, then there's kind of the saying is you don't want to be a tall poppy, you don't want to stand out, you know, that's considered, you know, not a cool thing and you just want to basically hunker down and fit in. Um, And that is, is in the U.S., uh, that's actually a common thing in corporate environments. It's like you, in fact, gosh, I hope I can pull this quote up pretty quickly while I'm just talking. Yeah, pull up the quote document. Um, I just put a quote in there earlier um, today, I think it was, that was just perfect for this. In fact, it was when we were watching Chase Jarvis and mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk, which we will um, share. Yeah, here's the, ch- the quote from Chase Jarvis. 
You cannot stand out and fit in at the same time. Do you? So we have one member in the that was in our recent uh, challenge, September challenge, and her thing is acknowledging her own voice, is giving voice and space and room and time and credit to her own voice and to know that you know you have a say. Um, and you, what you have to say, what you do, what you think is important, what you like, all of those things are all a part of what make you, you, the art that you create, the things that you write, the things that you think are important, um, the nuances that you can give to, to any of those things, never shy away from putting it out there because in this era of artists creating relationships based on who they are, creating products and businesses based on who they are, that includes putting things out there that may not, that not everyone's going to love. And that is absolutely okay. You know, not everyone can love everything about us and nor do we love everything about everybody. Just think about the things you don't like. Yeah. I mean, there's things we all don't like. Yeah. And, and if that's that, <clears throat> the things that we don't like necessarily may or may not be crippling the end maker who made it, who you got it from, or who you saw it from. So naturally, the more we create something the m- and put it out there, the more we'll find pockets of people who are just like, eh, not, that's not really for me. But the point of building a brand is so that you can put a lot out and then reach the people who are like, wow, I really resonate. I resonate with your book. I resonate with your podcast. I resonate with your canvas. I resonate with your photography. I resonate with your business and the products you made. Yeah. So that's more what the brand building is about. Like you don't build a brand so that you can learn how to deal with people who don't like you. You build a brand so that you can reach people who end up wanting to take a journey with you and learn about you and eventually buy from you. Yeah. So don't worry about the the criticism or the um, people who may not be interested in what you're doing. Um, It's better to just kind of, what's going to happen is by putting your work out there um, through your Facebook, your personal profiles and your um, business or account business accounts, Um, you will begin to attract those who do like what you're doing and who do kind of vibrate at the same rate, so to speak, um, and who will end up being better relationships for you anyway as you're growing your business endeavor. Um, Actually, there's no... So, um, what is it, Caspian? Sorry, the dog keeps licking and wanting something. Excuse me, you have to go down if you're going (laughs) to... You're not going to just chill. Okay, so back... On top, um, for anyone who's not watching on video, that was Caspian dropping in for a visit, demanding attention. So, pardon that interruption. Um, creators tend to be also uncomfortable selling and asking for money, especially amongst their own community. Um, so, you know, com- and community members similarly can also resist and even resent being sold. So, you know, the, the problem with the problem is that marketers and charlatans. Uh, and even some and big corporations have caused us all to be more wary, and you know, rightly so. But let's now let's not let that stop us from offering to the world um, what we've created, and also offering support to fellow creators. Um, 
Here's an example. So we interviewed recently and just published, in fact, and today as this is being recorded, um, Dr. Patterson, Gordon Patterson's interview. This is our second interview mm-hmm. that we've had with him. And he's kind of know of, think of him as the silver doctor because he has the company called uh, My Doctor Suggests and they have created and sell silver products. And he even has, <clears throat> he's the founder and um, director of the Silver Institute. And right. so he he's very immersed in that world. Right. And so it's really easy. The mentality that people have tended to perpetuate is concept of, Oh, you know, he's just out to sell products, whether it's him or not just him, obviously. I mean, I'm thinking anyone, any entrepreneur selling products, it could be us in our journals, you know, Oh, they're just really doing the podcast to sell journals. Whereas actually we started the podcast before we even had an idea that we were going to create journals. So it worked the other way around. And that's, and often, we never even planned to create journals. That's right. It That's often the case. It is that, you know, just like our, famous quote that we use uh, famous and that we use it often is it is in the journey that the way becomes more clear it's as you pursue the in the direction that pulls you that you're compelled to there will naturally be expanded opportunities and ideas along the way um, that become a part of that journey Um, so another person we follow an example is ben greenfield he is like an ultra fitness um like deeply immersed fitness geek kind of guy that's like where, you know, probably most people who really like to follow him are um, athletes and marathoners and really high performance athletes, you know, as well as, I mean, we tune in as well uh, to some of them because he is so deeply steeped in the science of physiology and nutrition and health and biohacking. So for that reason, we tune into him and purchase some of his products because we know the products that he created, which came after his passion and immersion in that world. He created the things that he wanted. And that was kind of similar for us, or that he saw that his people, his audience needed, um, that there wasn't met as well, a product products that weren't being as well served perhaps in the market, or at least in the quality that he could guarantee. Um, so that was a natural outgrowth and out, uh, you know, of what he was already doing. And there are many entrepreneurs who entrepreneur, entrepreneurial stories along those lines. If then they start promoting their product, it doesn't mean that they're just out for the money or they're just out to sell to you. What we're seeing is that in this world where the big corporations, you know, have sold, been selling the, the masses of the products and yet they've become so impersonal and there's not any sense of we're actually having a personable face behind that brand, then that's where we kind of get skeptical of, you know, they're just out for the money. It's not a great product. Um, And yet on the flip side of that, these are also massive companies that have created a massive amount of convenience that we have all greatly benefited from. I mean, if you're an Amazon Prime member, it's really nice when you get the thing that you need and want in two days. Yeah. Like, you know, and so there's this sort of like, I guess, resentment that some people have that these kind, and this is not supposed to be like political or anything. It's just saying, it's just like making the point that we are all we all need to buy things. That does not mean we're being sold. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And that's the same with art. When you buy something that you think you need or that you're interested in, that does not necessarily mean that you are being sold. It means you wanted it 
or you're buying it. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're being sold by somebody else, that's perfectly valid. I mean, fine. You feel like you're being sold. That's all right. But also realize that people have to make a livelihood. Yeah. And not everybody's going to make a livelihood through their art. You know, granted, that's not a goal for everyone. But artists can't just justify making and making and making and making and spending a lot of time with somebody who's just never going to be interested in buying their art. Right. And that's just a reality. Like, that they have to live, too, if they're trying to make their art their full-time income. Right. And and so then they need to spend their time on social media, for instance, and other places um, promoting their products and sharing the products with those who are also, in, also interested. Um, so, you know, we're exiting the era where the sign of a good product was a major manufacturer or corporation. The tables are, you know, are doing an about face relative to greater trust and quality with individual artisans, creators, authors, and entrepreneurs. So that begins to be your defining um, and clarifying distinction. I keep sort of redundant, sorry about that. But what I'm trying to say is that kind of becomes your brand where it is that people identify your brand with you and therefore it gives it a quality that no one else can replicate. Um, So, you know, in this era of mass proliferation where it can seem like for us with the journals, for instance, my gosh, we could have outsourced it from China. They have tons of journals that are already made that they could have just come in and put our particular art on the cover and even our art in the interior pages. And we could have ordered it from China for probably five times less than it cost us to produce it in the U S and actually make a much better profit from it. But our goal was to create it using U.S. companies uh, and all U.S. products as much as possible. Like we don't know where the U.S. companies that printed it, whether they got their, their products from the U.S. or whether it was shipped in, but we know that it was basically mostly sourced in the U.S. And that's because we wanted to support U.S. companies and also um, just have more of a sense of connection with the company that we were doing business with that and, and we didn't really also want to get into all the extra that you need to get into with finding Chinese manufacturers and having the shipping and the tariffs and the uh, import taxes and then the warehousing issues along the way. Many companies do that. Many entrepreneurs do that. And it's very productive for them. So that's not to diss that. It is to say that wasn't for us. Um, and so similarly, like there are some creators who, you know, hand make their journals and they can't mass produce them, but there are those people who might love to buy, you know, a handcrafted journal. So, you know, there, there's something for everyone. And so don't let the fact that, you know, if you're a creator and let's say that you're a, a watercolor um, artist and you can see that anyone can go on to Amazon or to the internet somewhere and find just hundred different art uh, paintings, watercolor paintings rather, that are beautiful for a lot less than you could sell them for. Um, but the distinction then, so, th- so in this age of mass proliferation of everything through the digital realm, what is it that makes a difference is you. 
You are what make the difference, which is why it is that you need to share your story, share yourself, share what you're creating and get it out there to people who will be drawn to it. So um, let's see. Was there anything else in our notes for anything else come to mind for you? No, it's really just about getting your work out there and not being scared to do it. Right. Don't be. Yeah, don't. Don't have the sense of, don't have fear of speaking out. Don't have fear of sharing out loud um, the things that you're interested in, the things that you're creating. Um, because again, anyone who doesn't like that you, that it feels like you're self-promoting or whatever it is you're doing. I mean, in t- unless you're at the place in your finances where you can hire a PR company to shout it out for you or an agent or um, you know a, a, a marketer, Uh, to do all of that for you, you have to do it. And the good thing about that is that you will be able to attract more people interested in what you're doing probably than if you outsource it to some, a professional to do it for you. And I think many creators will find that once they get over the hurdle of, I'm too scared to share my work. Once you get over that hurdle, I think you'll find that you enjoy the process of learning about the people who are interested in you too, because it almost creates another, like if a I'm not going to say don't hire somebody to help you with your social media or your marketing. I've done that for people before. It's a great profession. It's a great thing to do. It's a, it's a cool way to learn about other businesses. And some people just don't care about social media and that's fine. However, when you're a creator and artist and people want to connect with you, I think you'll find a rhythm and enjoyment in maybe the first half of my day I create and the second half of my day I promote something. And first half I create, we uh, interviewed a guy, Patrick Ennis, which we can We can link the podcast, but that's basically what he does. That's how he structures his time. In the morning, he creates something, and his goal is that in the morning, he creates that thing, and in the afternoon, he wants it sold. Mm-hmm. That is his goal, mm-hmm. and he does a good job doing that. Like he cre- he makes his thing, he posts it on his Facebook, and somebody purchases it, and that's a good day for him. Yeah. That's a good creative day for him. So I think if you kind of take on that mindset of like, let me honor my creative time, and then let me give the promotion time some space and really the promotion is your energy behind the work you just did and then whatever story you have about that creation and then like hey if you want to buy it I am selling it it doesn't have to you don't have to complicate the ask and I think if you do have the money to pay a marketing person or an agency be careful as a creator because that could almost feel more you're selling to the end consumer and then create that exact opposite friction that you wanted to avoid anyway. So I would definitely use caution in that when you're an artist because we're entering an age where people connect with the originating creator more than just some brand promoting it for you. And I'm not saying that it's bad for you to go that route. Maybe you find out that that is the route for you and you find success. And I think that it's a valid option for people who just don't want to deal with it. But I, I would recommend caution. And if you do have somebody else managing it, you might choose a freelancer or somebody who maybe they're more, they can help you, um, speak in your voice so that at least people are getting a sense of who you are. 
So -hmm. that's the only thing I would say as somebody who has helped manage social media for people. Right. And then also that person can be in direct contact with you and fill you in on what's going on with the audience Mm -hmm. for those things that you might have missed so that you stay in touch, you know, with those who are interested in what you're doing. Um, But I've seen that I think a lot of creators really, once they just jump that hurdle of being scared of promoting themselves, they get into the space of, wow, I really enjoy speaking to a community because that community is interested in you. And we all want somebody interested in us and our work, you know, like at the end of the day. Right. And vice versa. The people who become interested in you are, are want to know that, that they're seen, that you see them um, and that they matter and that their interest and their presence in your life matters and vice versa as well. Um, so yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I think that the one of the fastest ways to grow that along the lines too is like a lot of our audience have done things like um, artists can do speed videos that they post on Facebook and YouTube. Those things can really help you scale quickly. Those are fun to do. Uh, People find it fun to see. They get shared. They get spread quickly. So just, you know, sort of like consider your audience, your friend, and you're sharing with them. There you go. And I think that that will help you. Uh, And it's not, this is the friend that is not going to judge you for sharing. Oh, and don't judge yourself. So like, if you think it's not perfect, that's okay. Share it anyway, because at, at back, to pa- back to Patrick Ennis, the artist who mentioned, he's, I think it was him, there have been, he's been surprised that some of his favorite things didn't, and, and I know this applies to many artists, so it may or not have been him, but artists are often surprised that some of their favorite things are not the things that sell most. You know, it may be another painting that they didn't even like as much that went very quickly. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, don't judge, don't create prolifically, create abundantly, create freely without judging yourself. Learn uh, from every creation because with every creation you improve and you improve and and then that just goes into the whole body of work Um, and go ahead and post it. And, you know, if feedback comes, take what makes sense and let the rest roll off like water on a duck's back. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Okay, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for the I Create Daily podcast. Please let us know what creatives you would like us to interview and what topics you would be interested in hearing more about. And if you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on iTunes. We value your feedback. We read all the reviews and it just helps us get the word out on the I Create Daily podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.